Good morning and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien here with Dr. Rosalind Clark, and you'll be glad to know Agnes Drew. Hello, listeners. How are you feeling today, Agnes? I'm okay. Thanks for the offer to let me sit this one out, but I feel like I owe everyone out there a little update. We would have been happy to fill everyone in on your behalf. I appreciate that, but I think it will be good to talk about it. Listeners, in case you are new to our broadcast or you happened to miss the past two days, I tried to go home yesterday. We've been living in this radio station since the lockdown, but I never knew what happened at my real home or what happened to my family. Before everything went crazy, I was a college student interning at the station, and this is where I happened to be when the announcements came to stay indoors, stay where you are. I didn't live on campus. I live with my family just on the other side of town and commuted into school every day. That's why it was easy for me to do this internship during the summer. We live just 10 miles away. My house has been within a morning's walk, and it took me this long to go back. I've thought about it, though. Going back. Only in flashes, and then I squish it down in the back of my mind. My mom bought me these shoes. I wear them every day, and every morning when I lace them up, I think, when these finally fall apart, what will I do? I think about them all the time. I've even talked about them on air, and I've still never tried to look for them. When we started this broadcast, I thought, if Mom and Dad and Milo hear this, then they will come find me. It was like if I did this, I never had to go looking for them. Either they would find me, or I didn't want to know. But Charlotte's story and hearing how strong a bond she has with Elliot and how far she is willing to search for him, I couldn't squish my thoughts down anymore. I have been such a coward, hiding out here, ignoring the fact that anything could have happened to them. They could be alive, hiding at home, listening to me every morning, but too scared themselves to come to me. They could be roaming the countryside, taking care of each other and wondering if I'm okay. They could be dead. Or they could be worse than dead. I owed it to them to find out. So I left. There was no reason to wait any longer than I already had. The walk was easy. I know this town so well. If I thought zombies might be nearby, I adjusted my route just enough to stay undetected. I made it home. I made it home so easily. It was like it was nothing. I should have done it a long time ago. I can't believe I waited this long. When I got to my street, I started running. I stopped caring about being quiet. I only cared about being fast. I threw open the front door, and that was the first sign. Nothing was locked. There were no barricades, no reinforcements, but I stepped inside and searched... And there was also no blood, no bodies, no sign of a struggle, nothing tipped over or broken. And there were also no suitcases in the attic. There were clothes missing from each closet, and the lockbox was gone. In an apocalypse, only my mom would decide to take our passports and social security cards. I hope they come in handy. My family packed. 
They got out of the house before something got them, and they left prepared. I don't know where they went, or when they left, or why they didn't come find me first, but they didn't die in that house. They could still be out there. I have to believe they are still out there. Mom, Dad, Milo, if you can hear this, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I didn't come home sooner. I have been so scared of what I would find, but I found... Maybe one of the best things I could have found. I found nothing. You must be out there somewhere. I know you're out there. I'm going to keep looking. Every time someone comes to the station, I'm going to ask about you. Every time we go on supply runs, I'm going to be looking for you. And I'm going to broadcast every day that I can, hoping that wherever you are, you can hear my voice. And if I can't find you, you'll find me. Max, Dr. Clark, I'm sorry I left so suddenly, and without taking one of you with me. I know you were worried, and I know it was selfish to put my own desires above your feelings, but... I hope you understand. We do. And we're glad you're back. Well, I think that's enough mushy stuff for today. I know we're cutting it a little short, listeners, but uh, Agnes has some chores to make up for that she missed yesterday. Are you serious? It was your turn to scrub down the bathroom, and it's still your turn. You'd think the end of the world would shift our priorities a little, wouldn't you, Max? It's not a priority when it's his turn. Which it's not, so there's no reason to bring it up. Thank you for listening to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here with Dr. Rosalind Clark and our prodigal Agnes Drew. To everyone out there, and especially to the Drew family, wherever you may be, take care of each other. <laughs>